Hello, Northampton. Welcome back. It's time for another amazing, stupendous, incredible episode of Vegan, Vegan Radio. Radio. That's right, baby. <laughs> wow. We're Where here have we been? A, we're a super special show after two months hiatus. That's right. We got the Burning Man Vegan Bus Special featuring Derek Goodwin, Scott Latane. Megan Levante, the Hootmaster Sass, Jenna Wickler. Say hi, Jenna. Hi. And uh, we're going to have <laughs> Megan Shackelford, Star Drucker, and I think that's it. What? No call-in guests like... Kevin. Kev- Kevin. What? Nicole. Is he going to call in? Ed. He just might. All the other stars of the Vegan Bus Tour. <laughs> Vegan Bus All-Stars. All right. Well, that's all right. We can't, we can't fit everyone in. Sorry. We'll have to do two shows like this or something. We're going to have to have Jenna and Megan talk a little louder. That's your mission. Should you choose to accept it. Can we do the Naked News without Megan Shackleford? I think so. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, there's only two stories. There's three stories. What? You got a third one? Oh, yeah. What's it all about, Derek? Oh. Well. <laughs> are, there, are there two recall stories or... Is I don't recall. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. We got the bird flu virus mutating to human-friendly form. Oh, no. Which is not friendly, really. But uh, as we have predicted on Vegan Radio many times, if the factory farming practices of factory farm chickening, sickening chickening factory farms... The poultry industry keeps up its madness. This was bound to happen. The H5N1 bird flu virus has mutated to infect people more easily, although it still has not transformed into a pandemic strain, researchers said on Thursday. The changes are worrying, said Dr. Yoshishiro Kawaoka of the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I think I might have mispronounced <laughs> his name. Part of this shows that we have to have the female... Uh, interjection here so you guys can't just sit there staring at me you have to say some uh can we giggle yeah you have to giggle and and make fun of me yeah, if you feel so mm-hmm. moved okay <clears throat> oh yes the viruses that are circulating in africa and europe are the ones closest to becoming a human virus recent samples of virus taken from birds in africa and europe all carry the mutation i don't like to scare the public because they cannot do very much which is not true you can stop eating chicken, stop supporting factory farms, stop eating turkeys, stop eating birds, stop supporting the factory farm system. Greg Megan Levante. <laughs> That's what you can do, public. The H5N1 avian flu virus, which mostly infects birds, has since 2003 infected 329 people in 12 countries, killing 201 of them. Kills two-thirds of the people it infects. Pretty good ratio there. It rarely passes from one person to another, but if it acquires the ability to do so easily, it will cause a global epidemic. So that means that possibly two-thirds of the human population could be wiped out. Is that what they call a pandemic? Pandemic, yep. And all flu viruses evolve constantly, and scientists have some ideas about what mutations are needed to change a virus from one that infects birds easily to one more comfortable in humans. Mm. Birds usually have a body temperature of 106 degrees Fahrenheit, and humans are 98.6. The human nose and throat, where flu viruses usually enter, is usually around 91.4. So usually the flu doesn't grow well in the nose or throat of humans. 
but this particular mutation allows H5N1 to live well in the cooler temperatures of the human upper respiratory tract. H5N1 causes its first mass die-off among wild waterfowl in 2005. So in two years, it has mutated enough to be comfortable in the human respiratory system. Are you afraid, Megan Levante? I'm very afraid. You should be. This is serious stuff. All right. Any comments on that, Scott? Uh, No. <laughs> I think that pretty much covers it. We have Star Dricker has just uh, joined us in the studio, another vegan bus Burning Man alumni. Hey there. Do we want to do the teacher story next? Uh, yeah. Have you, got, have you got the details there? You want to read them off? I will. If everyone remembers uh, Dave Warwack, uh, yeah, he's been fired and he's uh, suing. But uh, here's the story. A former District City art teacher in Fox River Grove, Illinois, uh, was fired last week. He claims that his instruction on veganism and animal rights was an attempt to teach students about the power of advertising in the visual arts. Dave Warwack, 44, of Williams Bay, Wisconsin, uh, alleged, I guess it was in Wisconsin, I'm trying to fill in the blanks, <laughs> in a, an appeal filed Wednesday that District 3 officials ignored the Federal Trade Commission's ruling against misleading commercial advertising in schools, I guess you can have uh, non-misleading advertising in schools, by refusing to take down a poster promoting milk in the Fox River Grove Middle School cafeteria. Warwack said his decision to give students literature promoting veganism and animal rights was an attempt to teach them about how the meat and dairy industries use their, quote, influence to shape and guide the values and morals of society through indoctrination. <clears throat> School officials and parents have said <laughs> the materials can... I'm, I'm holding Shocking. my tongue here, I know. Shocking. Indoctrination in our schools? What? Uh, have said the materials contain graphic images depicting animal cruelty in food production that were inappropriate for middle school children. Uh, inappropriate. School board members voted 7-0 to zero to fire Warwack on September 24th. They said he began teaching veganism and animal rights instead of <laughs> art. Without telling, art. Yes. Without telling people. Yeah, well... Uh, Without telling school officials or parents, he told students to keep it a secret and then refused to answer school officials' questions about what he was teaching. Warwack on Wednesday sent a certified letter to District 3 officials and the Illinois State Board of Education uh, requesting a hearing on his appeal. Okay, we're back to Illinois again. Good. Uh, now I'm finally getting people out in the, room, uh, in the room who are going to be asking questions and getting to the bottom of things, and when it comes out, it's not going to be pretty, Warwack said. <laughs> Warwack also accused... You'll all rue the day. You'll rue the day. You ruined the day you fired me. He accused them of, uh, of school officials Wednesday of not adequately addressing bullying that he said was taking place between students inside and outside his classroom. He said school officials' lack of attention to the issue showed their tendency to ignore the problems of today's youth. He's um, just pulling out all the stops. Yeah, well, uh, there is kind of a hands-off <laughs> approach to just about everything. And, and there's bullying going these on. These days, but that's... In school, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's all right. We've got, we'll hire immigrants to handle that. Uh, middle school principal Tim Mahaffey said Wednesday that officials deal with any instances of bullying according to the school's code of conduct. Superintendent Jacqueline Krause did not return phone calls seeking comment Wednesday. In his appeal, Warwack accuses school officials of preventing him from performing his duties as an art teacher and of exposing him to hatred, contempt, and ridicule while he was trying to perform those duties. He also accused Krause of failing to provide training for teachers on how to incorporate moral and humane education into their curriculum, which Warwack has contended was the purpose of his discussions on veganism. Whack. Warwack, who became a vegan in January, 
said he would drop his appeal if the school agreed to switch cafeteria menus to exclude meat and dairy products. (laughs) (laughs) If the school goes vegan, everything's fine, he said. (laughs) All right. Way to go. We don't mean to laugh at you, Dave. In fact, we'd love to have you on. Uh, So he's been um, vegan since January, you said? Yes. So that's that's, uh, that's like the new vegan, you know, they're always like all fired up and ready to take on anybody. Yeah. Well, apparently he... Maybe not always in the most... Um, appropriate way. If you don't mind my filling in some more details, they're, they're quite interesting. Um, they, uh, it says here the problem started last spring when Warwick bought a quantity of yellow marshmallow peeps, a candy shaped like a baby chick, and distributed them to the students and faculty telling them Not to quote... vegan. It's true. Take their animal friend home and protect it. <laughs> <laughs> Both students and faculty bonded with their peep honoring the custody they've been given, bringing it back to school as told, and importantly, not biting its head off. I wonder if anyone ate or the peep and then, and then bought another one and replaced it. <laughs> I suppose it's possible. But they do. Cu- they kind of get hard after a while. Um, <laughs> but then the peeps were confiscated to become trophies on the wall, caged animals in the zoo, roadkill in a truck, and finally lunch between two slices of bread. Oh. Suddenly it wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> People got the part about protecting the peep and not eating it, even though it would <laughs> taste good. They even had the peeps talking to them but when the lesson enlarged to how Uh -uh. we treat real not make-believe animals they got angry they didn't see it coming school administrators who had played along said they felt hoodwinked and ordered the peep installations taken down uh i thought hoodwinking was an important aspect of teaching if you really want to learn something you got to hoodwink people yes hoodwinked uh, some boys were amusing themselves, impaling frogs they found at the river with knives and watching them squirm in pain, he says. They brought a video of a cat being decapitated at school and thought it was funny. Warwick talked to school counselors who did nothing. Realizing the kid's removal from animal pain was not different from his own as a fisherman before he turned vegan or anyone consuming meat and indifferent to its animal price, Warwick became an activist. He asked the cafeteria management to re- uh, manager to remove, remove pro-milk posters uh, apparently, 45,000 public and middle and high schools in the U.S. and 60,000 public elementary schools display the government-sanctioned milk huckstering, despite a FTC ruling against them this year. And he gave uh, the uh, cafeteria manager a copy of Food Revolution <laughs> by John Robbins. So uh, we just had a caller that called in. Did I interrupt a thought there? No, carry on. Oh, uh, there's a website for um, Peep yeah. Research called PeepResearch.org. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Marshmallow peeps, those resilient little birds. Yes, what can you do with <laughs> peeps? Um, yeah, so there you go. That's that's pretty much the story of Dave. He's um, he's apparently right now he's suing the school, um, uh, you know, for unjust firing, and we'll see how that all turns out. But uh, I don't know. Personally, I think maybe he, this website's pretty good. He could have accomplished more of a longer period of time by being more subtle about his stuff. But hey, you know, he's got his his. This is a national story. Maybe if he had the kids uh, make like little. Um, farm animals out of craft supply then he could have got it snuck it in under the art thing a little more you know yeah there you go that's a little that's creative i guess he's more into conceptual art what do you got to say star uh well i was a teacher yeah i'm no longer a teacher i'm a vegan now yeah were you fired for being a vegan i wasn't fired for being a vegan i was are you implying i was fired (laughs) (laughs) yeah what were you fired for no i wasn't fired i think this uh uh, actually um, I was just talking to Megan about going with the vegan bus to schools in the area and talking about veganism. Yeah. So we could see if what will happen. Maybe we could um, manufacture some vegan peeps and take them to the schools. That's a good idea. I was just thinking that. Use them for education. 
Yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I, I think if you, the, the thing that they're scared of is that when you get to kids with all of this vegan stuff, that they relate to it too yeah. strongly. Immediately, they, they understand it. And then it gets everyone else really upset. You know, people like are worried about proper nutrition. You know, kids, uh, there's a, I mean, in reading the t- typical forum responses to these stories that uh, you get, but they need their milk, you know, like, you know, it's essential. You know, where are they going to get their calcium? Where are they going to get their ear infections and... Right. Where do you get phlegm? Where do you get pus, blood, get and fecal matter into your diet? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, in a related story, <laughs> uh, we've got two two Plus recalls of, of meat, including one of the largest in history. Recall. So these are two different recalls? Well, there's one by Tops. Uh, Tops had their stuff recalled. I think it was some kind of chili. Uh, and so there was 21 million tons or something of beef pounds. recalled. Pounds. Okay, good. Uh, and that's 40,000 <laughs> cows worth of <laughs> How do rumors right get there. started, Spidey? <laughs> Tons. <laughs> that's about the weight of Pluto. We recalled yes. all the meat on the planet that's today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A ball of meat the size of the moon was recalled this week. Um, and uh, then there was Cargill Foods, apparently 840,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, both for E. coli contamination. <clears throat> And the other related story in that is that the USDA took 18 days to respond to the tops. I can read the uh, story here. Contamination. Yeah, give it. Give it. All right. All right, Megan Levante, your job is to ooh and ah while I read the story. You got <laughs> okay. it? Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. I ooh. need some good sounds. Ooh. Some good sound effects here. <laughs> An email from Federal Inspector confirms the U.S. Department of Agriculture knew that millions of frozen hamburger patties could be contaminated with E. coli in early September, but waited 18 days before concluding Topps Meat Company should issue a recall. Ew. Uh. Yeah, and by, uh, I think I should <laughs> mention good. there that uh. all, all recalls by food companies are voluntary, so it's not oh, like yeah. they can force them yeah, to. The, uh, the really? Yeah. The, well, it's you true. Know the, That's horrible. It's a self-regulating industry. The USDA doesn't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. Right. Their mission is both to... Um, protect food safety for the consumer and also to promote the um, agriculture industries, mainly the meat and dairy, which are the big money ones. So they have kind of a conflict of interest. (coughs) And all their um, top positions are kind of rotating, uh, well, just like all most government, um, you know, that rotates between the big corporations and the, the government positions. One day you'll be... The CEO of a big agriculture company. The next day, you'll be working for the USDA. Uh, thank God for Bush's America. <laughs> I think it happened a long time before Bush ever got in there. Anyway, uh, the recall came September 25th and uh, was soon expanded to comprise 21.7 million pounds of hamburger produced by Elizabeth-based Tops, the second largest beef recall in U.S. history. Ew. In South Florida... Scott Schlesinger, a lawyer for Samantha Safranek, 15, of Pembroke Pines, said last week that she became ill after eating a Topps hamburger on August 17th. The teen was hospitalized with kidney failure in August, and the meat her family bought was tested by the USDA. The test confirmed that the Topps patties had the E. coli bacteria strain 0157-H7, Asked about the delay, top spokeswoman Michelle Williams referred questions to the USDA. We have been fully cooperating with their investigation and certainly taking their recommendations, she said. As of noon on Wednesday, 29 people in eight states had E. coli infections matching the strain found in Topps patties. None have died. 
The U.S. Department of Agriculture is investigating in an attempt to find the source of the E. coli strain, which stems from the intestines of healthy cattle. Tops Meat announced on Friday it was going out of business, crushed by the recall of 21.7 million pounds of beef linked to 30 cases of E. coli. The company has said it believes much of the recalled meat has already been eaten. Megan? Yes. <laughs> Must, let me, let me restate that. The company has said it believes much of the recalled meat has already been eaten. Ew. Okay, thank you. In one week, we have gone from the largest U.S. manufacturer of frozen hamburgers to a company that cannot overcome the economic reality of a recall this large. Oh, oh poor. That's true. Well, that's their first recall in 65 years, wow. ever, in the, uh, 65 years of operation. At least the, one, the first one they can recall. Yes. And, I don't uh, know what was happening during those 18 days. <laughs> I know. It's kind of interesting. Megan so. Shackleford has arrived. All right. Is that the, isn't we're, that the playoffs? We're about to pump up the, the pump up the energy in here. All Another right. notch. So I wanted to bring up that I did a little research following up on this. I went to the uh, USDA website www.fsis.usda.gov slash fsis underscore recalls. It keeps track of the recalls of food products, and let me tell you, it's insane. There were 31 food recalls this year so far uh, for E. coli and uh, misbranding, contamination, foreign objects, mislabeling, all kinds of things. Uh, 34 in 2006 and 57 documented in 2005. There are several open cases. And uh, this stuff is it's, uh, it's going on all the time. And uh, I guess if you, you have to have 840,000 pounds recalled before it becomes a news story. Uh, but that's Cargill. Uh, they had uh, 840,000. If you might remember Jack in the Box, 1993, four people died. Hudson Foods, 25 million pounds of uh, contaminated beef recalled in 1997. Swift Foods, February 2006, uh, was blocked from exporting to Japan. Um, so following up on that, I also looked at uh, what Eric Schlosser had to say about it. Schlosser. You might remember Eric Schlosser, who wrote Fat Food Nation. <laughs> and uh, it was a really fun movie. And there's a great character in there who goes, who says, just cook the meat and you'll be fine. <laughs> just cook the meat. Bruce Willis. 160 degrees. Uh, Die hard. He says, I wanna, uh, yes? I want to pump up that Fast Food Nation. Mm-hmm. One of our friends in our community has just recently seen that and said that she's going to severely limit the intake of dairy in her diet. All right. Severely limit. That's right. Because she cares. She's going (laughs) to become a strict vegetarian. All right. So Eric (laughs) Eric has this to say. The meatpacking industry very much wants to push the responsibility for food safety onto consumers so they don't have to pay for it. It's like the automobile company saying, drive carefully and you won't need a seatbelt. The reality is if you cook your meat well to 160 degrees with a meat thermometer, it'll kill the E. coli and it'll kill the salmonella. But there are incredible opportunities for cross-contamination before any of that happens. You have to be incredibly careful about the juices of the meat not getting on countertops, not getting in your hands, especially with this E. coli. You can be infected by only like four or five organisms, which are tiny microscopic bacteria. It's true that consumers need to be much more careful and conscientious about how they handle raw meat, but deadly germs shouldn't be in your meat to begin with, and they shouldn't be there in large numbers. And E. coli comes from cow poop, so yeah, it's like does if anybody it's on your meat, that means that your meat has poop on it. Does anybody have a problem with this, that it has to be cooked to this very high degree to kill all these things? Why are we eating it in the first place, And then? you're still eating dead poop. Which is <laughs> <really> <laughs> I know. If we were naturally carnivorous, we wouldn't have to worry about this. We could just eat raw meat all the time. Yeah. Exactly. We could kill it with our fangs and claws and just <laughs> tear into the intestines and 
eat like a real carnivore. You're relishing that too much. I, I think, think I saw you do that yesterday. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that was a tofu intestine. So I have scads of links to post to the site eventually, but um, scads, scads, oh, scads. Your vocab scads. is really high scads. today, Scott. I think it would be scads of links. Yes, <laughs> scads. Start talking to the microphone if you're going to talk <laughs> over there. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> All right. So Star and Megan are sharing a microphone, if that's possible. Jenna and Megan Labonte. All right, so let's uh, let's segue into the vegan bus here. Do we have any vegan bus music? I don't know if we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have. I thought the vegan bus would have been good. Is this five? Yes, five of the eight people that took the vegan bus to Burning Man are actually here in I the studio. I think it's six, my friend. Count yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you have your coffee? Did you have your double soy mocha? Uh oh. I think only five people have been talking. If we had a mirror in here, you'd know. So, so, yeah. I think it's seven people, actually. Oh, seven? The ghost of the vegan bus. Mm, It's here. Kevin is here. It's here in spirit. Kevin, I heard Kevin might call in. Somewhere. But he didn't actually go with us. Only in spirit. His picture went with us. He was there in my heart, man. (laughs) So, yeah. What do you want to start with? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. How did it all happen? What do you say about that? Well, we survived. I know that. We traveled the country on a veggie-fueled, veggie-oil-fueled bus. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe we should just start with that so people know what we did. <laughs> we made it back alive. And uh, the website for that bus is vegan, theveganbus.com. Yeah. If you want to find out more. And I got to say, I had the most fun, I think, of anyone on the whole trip. (laughs) 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 It was just insanely great. You had fun? Um, To quote Steve Jobs. Yeah, it was great. It was like, you know, we're going rapid fire from city to city, driving in shifts all like 24-7. Well, 24-3, I guess, since it took us three days. We're like going into these cities we've never been to. We're roaming around looking for vegetable oil in in back alleys and behind strip malls and Chinese restaurants and and uh, I don't know. It was like uh, it was kind of like being you know oil pirates. And Grease stuff. pirates. Grease pirates. Yes. Grease pirates. There was also a beautiful British woman on that bus that Scott stole fell in love your with heart away I, as I think well. It had something to do with her. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with should it. We, should we announce on the radio that Scott's got a new girlfriend? He's in love. Don't and she lives in England? Uh, <laughs> keep that a secret. She's lovely. And her name's Claire. She's uh, really pretty. And if you ever needed anything on, anything on the bus, if you didn't know where it was, Claire knew where it was. Claire was our... Uh, Master organizer. And she yes. cleaned all the time. That's true. Yep, for she, which I love her. Uh, I think I must have failed in distracting her then. <laughs> <laughs> But I tried. I know. I definitely tried. Wow. <laughs> and if it wasn't for if, Scott, the place really would have been yeah. neat. Like, totally neat. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's why I had the most fun on the, <laughs> on the trip. I don't know. But it was great. We. It was It was a definitely a romantic journey. Romantic. And, wow. uh, in more ways than one. In Scott, my, he in never so many left ways. the bus. He got to Burning Man. He stayed on the bus the whole time. <laughs> After I built the shelter. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, so Scott's going to be making a trip to England later in the year. That's right. He might miss a couple of vegan radio episodes. Uh oh. I'll call in. <laughs> I got ten free minutes on on Skype. Expensive. I'll use them. <laughs> I'll use them. <laughs> so we we have another great story from the vegan bus. We have a person who got on the bus as an omnivore and got off the bus as a vegetarian. Woo! <laughs> Megan E. Levanti. All right. Wow, it worked. Ooh, Let's hear you. the story, Megan. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> she doubled her sass in three days. How did that happen? <laughs> Well, um, 
Derek had invited me to go to Burning Man. I had thought about going anyway on the vegan bus um, earlier in the summer, and I kind of laughed at the idea because I was very much not a vegan at the time and thought that I wouldn't be able to survive all the way across country on that kind of a diet. <laughs> um, but after very much persistence of Derek, I decided I would give it a try and got on the bus and learned a lot. I just learned a lot from the people that I was with about factory farming and um, about the mistreatment of animals. And I guess the pus in the dairy was what got you, wasn't it? <laughs> that is what got me, actually. It was <laughs> they, got my, they got my sisters. Water bottle. That I thought of the positive. Oh! That made me ask the question. Really? That, that, and I loved milk before this. And I think that really what it was was that I had always looked as, at meat as, like, meat. I never looked at it as animals. I always looked at it, you know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. never thought, uh, broke it down in my mind that... The connection. Yeah. So it was a pretty beautiful experience for me, and I've been vegetarian since since the trip the whole way across and back so it's like Megan, over a month now yay wow. Megan Shackelford has this water bottle uh, Nalgene bottle that <laughs> says has like all these little got pus stickers well, but, yeah basically it. I covered the whole bottle in uh, got it, yeah does it say got pus, got pus. It, got, it says no. got pus um, and the reason why I did that was because when I was living in my collective house there were people that started drinking milk and there were milk containers in the fridge so I just expertly placed all the stickers on the water bottle and put it right above the fridge. And then a couple of days later, there wasn't any milk in the fridge. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> so for those of you out there who don't know, there is pus in milk. It's a byproduct. White blood cells. Yeah, they call it, they call it white blood cells. And the more and the more factory farmed your milk is, the more pus there will be in it. And there's actually a USDA guideline for how much pus can be in milk. That's true. Why are people so offended by pus? Is it the, <laughs> well, yeah, I just, just want to drink it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, usually when I pop itself? my zits, I just eat the juice. But you know, <laughs> that's oh, oh man, I could oh. I could just All drink right. milk and get You're the finished. same. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you finished, oh. Derek? That's my job. Wow. <laughs> 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 I can comment on that either. Uh, <laughs> so, how about those mats? <laughs> yeah, and then the fecal matter comes from like the splattering of cow poop onto their udders, and so that's how the fecal matter gets in the milk. I don't know. The whole thing about milk just makes me sad because you have to forcibly impregnate them, and then you, they take their calves away, and it really it ends up feeding the the veal industry, which is vile. And, uh, veal is vile. And if you've ever met a cow and looked into their big brown eyes and you've made the connection that, you know, this is a mother, you know, this is somebody like my mom. And it's just, you know, a different a different being of a different nature, yeah. very much the same nature, but different style, shall we say. You, you know, know you can feel what they're feeling. Yeah. What got me thinking a lot on the bus, and I think I thought about it a while before I got on the bus, but I also found it very odd that we drink cow milk. Like, I started thinking about that a lot. Like, why are we drinking another species milk? For the benefits. As, like, adult people, like, why are we drinking animal milk? Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? Another animal would be drinking our milk. Right. And we are the only animal that drinks the milk of another animal, like, after... Or drinks milk. milk. Right. Drinks milk after... Drinks milk after the... After being a baby. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, other cows don't continue to drink yeah, exactly. When they're grown. Yeah. No animal. No animal does except no. a human. Well, we we feed ourselves based on the things we like to taste. And, uh, and you know, other animals uh, get over that. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> they learn to eat what's good. A little more evolved. Uh, yes. Oh, what happened? 
Sorry. Scott, bad, bad chords. Scott, you short-circuited yourself. I did. You got all excited. <laughs> I told you not to play with that chord. <laughs> I told myself not to play with this chord. Oh, you had it. All right. I'm back. <laughs> I just played maybe, with it a little maybe more. Maybe we have to bring in like a non-connected chord that you could just play with. While that, was just, that was just to remind us of the technical difficulties we had on our trip. <laughs> <laughs> we had oh, some yeah. involving wires. We had some involving our urine system. Yeah, so, so the vegan bus was one catastrophe after another overcome. We had 55 catastrophes. Those are just the 55 catastrophes. Oh, we should have brought the list of oh, things right. that went wrong. We carefully documented right. them all. Yeah, well, let's we go. Th- remember let's go through them. Sure. <laughs> there were definitely three overturned urine bucket episodes. Oh my god! There oh, was a veggie oil flood as well. Uh, yeah, we had a. F- I slept right through that. We w- we woke up one morning to. Uh, <laughs> it was just about uh, dawn, and there was. You turned the lights on. I turned that's, the lights. That's on? what happened. You turned the the like the front. Some front light got turned on, and you were like, "What is going on?" And the whole front of the bus had been flooded. Well, yeah, it was. But we, we, and we, it was in the, you know. I, ha- I have to admit that I, I was, I was making a ch- stir fry <laughs> <laughs> while I was driving, and I, and I thought so I'd surprise everyone. You should not drive and walk and, um, <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. So, well, what happened was we have a, a filtration system where um, we we get the grease on board, and then we have to filter it through base what looks like an oil filter, but it's a fuel filter, and to get um, all the impurities out before it goes into the engine or into the main fuel tank actually <clears throat> and so in this case uh, we we ran out of filters so we bought some at this truck stop that the guy said was the right kind and it ended up the seal didn't seal completely on it so they started pumping oil and waiting for it to come out in the gas tank and then it wasn't coming through and finally they looked at the other end and saw that the where the filter was there was <laughs> grease pouring out <laughs> 12 gallons a minute yeah, um, and then by it's good <laughs> thing we didn't have the twenty. <laughs> driving down the road, it, the grease was coming out the down the steps and out the door. <laughs> it was Let's like, just say Megan Shackleford was not pleased. <laughs> right. Nor was Megan Levant. <laughs> Every time hey, something Megan. really bad happened, it was like in the middle of the night when everyone's sleeping, and the, you don't want to really deal with that kind of thing. Right. I didn't see any reason why we should stop driving. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't. And we did. Even at my... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Megan Shackelford woke up and was like, stop, stop. Can't we just stop the bus? <laughs> <laughs> no, we must get to Burning Man. <laughs> That's right. Well, that we, was what, what happened. What, what, where were we when, when, the, when they yelled at us to go back to... California. <laughs> we were in Gerlach at that point, I think. Yeah. No, it wasn't Gerlach. It oh, was that town where Winnemucca. We, we took the shortcut. The short. It was yeah, yeah Win- <laughs> Winnemucca. There's a great oh boy, the shortcut. Forty miles of bad road, um, <laughs> a dirt road. But you know, if we hadn't taken that dirt road, we might have been. I mean, the roundabout way took several hours, so we would have missed. Uh, we would have missed getting. No, to the I gate. think I think it would have taken less time to go the long way. You think? Yeah, it was like two uh, hours. Yeah. All that I know is that we Water were being red. shaken like pieces of popcorn for about 40 to 60 minutes, and it was the end of the three-day nonstop yeah. trip, well, and I, sh- thought, I, I thought we were in hell. We should, yeah. we should tell anyone who's going to Burning Man. Um, Things are falling everywhere. Don't take the shortcut. Don't take the dirt road. It'll shake every uh, bolt. Unless you've got really good suspension and a nice vehicle, four-wheel drive. Let me find out. Oh, my goodness. But we were trying to get there at a certain time because I was actually the only one who didn't have a ticket. We had to yeah. get there at a particular We had to get there time. at 11.30. 11.30, so it was getting really close. We got there at 11. 
<laughs> we got there at 1129. Uh, that would have been cool. But like 930, I think we got there. And uh, yeah, and like the whole time, the, all these things are falling down. I'm running around trying to pick things up. And the, the bar- one of the barrels is actually spinning around. Uh, and there's like a, a hinge on the barrel where, where you tighten it. And it's turning closer and closer to the window. It's about to go get to the point where it's hitting the window. And I'm like, oh, gosh, if we break a window... Uh, that we won't be able to keep the dust out, and we, you know, not I that we actually, could. <laughs> I actually envisioned that when we pulled in, we would just pull in, and the whole bus would shell, like everything around us would just, you know what I mean? The whole shell of the bus would just come crumbling <laughs> down, and we'd just be sitting there in our seats, at burning man, but <laughs> <laughs> we're here. Yeah. Like one of those comedy shows. Yeah, and also the top of the bus, we had all our bikes up there, and like, oh, yeah. who knows how they were getting shaken, falling off, but they they managed to survive. They were tied up there really well. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean, the whole thing. We we had we ended up having to leave three days late because the bus didn't pass inspection. <laughs> we had all these issues. We had to patch the now, exhaust. Now, why the bus had not been inspected at that point? We can't go there. <laughs> we won't go there. Not on the air. Not on the air. We wouldn't even think about talking. Well, we no, can go there. The reason it didn't <laughs> was because we got the the conversion to uh, vegetable oil was the first priority. I thought when I got the bus, so we did that first. And Ooh. Right. And now we know. And well, even now, now we've I got I mean, like if we didn't have it converted to vegetable oil, then we wouldn't have been able to afford the fuel to get across the country. So, right. An inspection would have been moot at that point. It's just right. sort of one of those hmm. vegan chicken or egg kind of. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> chicken <laughs> and egg. Right. So, a great highlight of the trip was the trip itself, definitely. And then uh, the Burning Man Festival, we stayed with Veg Camp. Oh, yeah, Veg Camp. Uh, we pulled in there and uh, we had. Uh, great hosts. They were very kind to us. We had, we were only going to be there for three days, so they didn't hold us to our obligations to man the camp a lot. Uh, and so we were allowed to have a little fun and enjoy ourselves, and we did. And what was the name of the – who was that young guy who cooked all that? Food? Oh, Michael. 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 Oh. It's Thank funny, you, we Michael. got there with a vegan bus. People were like, oh, the vegan bus. You have lots of food for us? We were like, <laughs> no, but next door, this guy is making, <laughs> making food for everyone, and he's vegan. Yeah. Had a lot of noodles left over. And he fed us. Yeah, there was some guy who ended up in veg camp, and he didn't even know it was veg camp, but he was a vegan amongst a bunch of other non-vegans in his group, and he was just feeding us the whole time. He was making pancakes and stir-fry and... French toast. Ooh, French toast. No. Nicole made French toast. Right, Nicole made some great French toast. I missed it. Yeah. You missed it all, kid. I should say um, anyone who's going to Burning Man traveling west, uh, Winnemucca, it looks like there's a shortcut that goes to Burning Man directly. Don't take it. (laughs) 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 The town is Winnemucca. (laughs) That's when we pulled over for gas and somebody said, Go back. Go back to California. You you hippies. hippies. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't read our license plate, I guess. Who is so, it? We no, got shout out all the time. Times people yelled some well, yeah. We can't say them on the air. And on the way back, we had someone who saw us at a, a, a car wash and yelled out, "You can't hide the playa." <laughs> well, that's you not can't so hide the playa. You can't hide the playa. <laughs> and it's true, I can't hide it even now. So I was surprised at at Burning Man that there weren't more vegans and vegetarians, being that it was the green. Hmm? Yeah, it's well, hard to know. I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah, but... though, really. You can sort of tell by this this little glow in their eyes. <laughs> I think that there just needs third eye above it. You met their eyes. Cool. There needed to be more organizations the because there were different there were different camps that were making like vegan sushi and things like that, and we just need to have better organization next year. 
You get better all get on the it. vegan you groups together. Yeah, I think we need more raw ingredients this time, and we can prepare more foods. Yeah, that'd be fun, and it, it'll also be more, you know, in the spirit. I think what we're doing. And next year, we're going to get there in time for the big hooping party on Monday. We nope. also found out you can't vacuum seal muffins in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> Especially not with frosting. <laughs> although no, they although become some people are eating that. those uh, vacuum-packed muffins. In fact, uh, I think we all had a little Jerry bit of muffin. Jerry Schrader had a good bad. idea. He said we should freeze them first and then do it. I thought they were great. Hey, uh, they did look weird. <laughs> they were flat. They yeah. were flattened. They still tasted the, okay. The ones with the frosting were especially yeah, delicious. You want to be on with us? <laughs> Who's calling? Who do we got in? Kevin. Kevin. Keep talking. Keep talking. All right. Keep talking. So, what else uh, happened? So who's calling in? Anyway, we can talk about who's it's calling. It's Kevin, but it's let me Kevin? get him on. Why right. don't you guys talk Excellent. about something else for a second? What? Not Kevin? <laughs> uh, what about the peanut noodles? Ooh, those were good. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, except we started eating them every day. And what about I about those peanut butter things? <laughs> <laughs> what about those, those bliss balls? Those, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what those about the peanut balls? butter cookies sustained us. Oh, yeah. They sustained us for the trip. Us? What? <laughs> okay, the Megans. <laughs> Star yeah. and Megan missed the part on the way back where we ran out of food and we starved and just lived <laughs> on rice cakes and nothing else. <laughs> and just nuts. snacked on nuts. Kevin, you there, man? Yeah, what's going on? I heard it was one rice. What's hey, up? Kevin? You know, Hi, doing a radio show. What are you doing? I'm <laughs> um, listening to a radio show. Hey. Nice. Funny it, it happens to be the same one. Has it been entertaining? Oh, it's been awesome. I've been loving it, man. Loving it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Kevin helped us uh, in the beginning before we took off for Burning Man, helping us build the structure on the inside of the bus and a lot of moral support. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, and I don't know how it is that you let me have a knife in my hand for as long as you did. I, I give you all a lot of credit. <laughs> we didn't know any better then, Kevin. See, well, that's just it, too. That's just it, too, man. But next Kevin time we'll... will be going to Burning Man next year, we're hoping. Yeah, not just his picture. That's right. <laughs> yes, and we are going to make it in time for the hoop party next year. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we're very sad to be late. We could have, you know, if everything had gone well, we would have got there, like, first day. But uh, our food ended up sitting for three extra days, and we ended up sitting for three extra days. And ah, uh, Next time, we'll, we'll definitely start way earlier. Hey, well, we I have... mean, look, for everything that happened, I'm glad you all made it out at all, man. That was pretty amazing. We are too, man. Yeah, and, and it was. And, you know... Uh, we had we also had great help from someone named Ashanti, yes. uh, Ashanti, who came and kicked our butts like early in the like sort of in the middle of what we were doing. We were totally disorganized, and she came and sh- saw that we were and shaped us up very well. <laughs> and Stumbling, then, and then she gracefully bowed out just in time. <laughs> also, Ed helped us and Stan the Fix It Man, and there were yes, many yes. many others yeah. Um, involved. Yeah. Alex Jarrett, yeah, oh, our yeah. hero Alex Jarrett. He, he can figure out anything. Tracy guy. helped us. Wendell. Alex Jarrett was the one who got us to pass inspection because we were having lighting problems. And uh, he uh, stayed up all night working on our electric. Yeah. Is there anything Alex can't do? <laughs> if, if you um, know if there's anything Alex can't do, call in. He can't drive he can, a car. He can't not no. share. Actually, he can drive a car. Um, and I think we should state that for the fact that the bus only went 65 miles an hour that we made it there in three days that was just pretty (laughs) amazing three days and and on on veggie oil and pirating veggie oil along Mm -hmm. the way in three days i think is oh that was the thing so wendell uh wendell did we thank wendell for installing the system we did a little megan just thank you wendell yeah wendell saved us a couple of times and so uh but we should we should mention one of the things that happened was that um, almost right away, our diesel 
side of the system didn't work anymore, so we, we were forced to run on veggie oil the whole way. Yeah, which, and, uh, or, and or put a little diesel in our veggie tank. Yeah, which is what... Well, so for people who don't know, when you have a vegetable oil um, system in your vehicle, you're, you're supposed to start on diesel, then warm it up, and the, the coolant in the engine actually heats up the vegetable oil as it goes into the engine so that it, so that it can go through and burn in a diesel engine. So, um, but our diesel system stopped working, and we were forced to use just veggie oils, which meant we couldn't stop because we couldn't let the veggie oil cool down, so we had to just keep going. going. Which, which uh, that <laughs> fact led to some very hilarious things, <laughs> <laughs> like Des Moines, Iowa, for example. <laughs> and then, so and so, when we got close to Burning Man, we had to start putting diesel into the veggie tank so that we would have diesel in. Uh, the v- the engine when we stopped and it wouldn't coagulate the veggie oil. We also had times like um, Scott was saying in Des Moines, Iowa, where like him <laughs> and another bus member who's not here jumped out and they were like, "Okay, and go, and we'll meet back in 20 minutes." And I just was like looking around at them. It's like five in the morning and they're like sprinting around like little like wood sprites. Like I just <laughs> all of a sudden I just see like a trail of like clothing like like blowing in the breeze as they're like running past me and they're like running to all these different places trying to like scout out oil so that they can get back so quickly so that, uh, that that's where we got chased away from the that's right grease dumpster that's right and it was that stinkiest oil we've ever seen but we really wanted it badly scott went to get revenge on the way back we, we had to stop and so on, justice. on the way there we on the way there we got chased away from this grease dumpster and on the way back scott wanted to go back and wear <laughs> <laughs> that did. grease i did and some guy came walking down the alley and said you don't want that grease it's really smelly <laughs> yeah, and we got it on the bus, and and we had to use it up. It was just so nasty, oh, rancid grease. We Never only again. got one hassle though, all the way across the country and back from people about the dumpster. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And we true. didn't get arre- we didn't get pulled over at all by the police. That was the other miracle. Yeah, hardly saw any. And we only had to get towed once. And <laughs> the other the other thing that was interesting was we you know initially we were very polite. We went and asked everyone if it was you know not three a.m. We would go and ask uh, if we could have their stuff from the dumpsters, and people would politely decline occasionally. And I kept saying, "Stop asking! Stop asking! Just go! Let's so take did. it." <laughs> hey, Kevin, you still on? Yeah, I'm here. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just listening, man. All right. I thought it was going going a bit far when we went into that restaurant and we just started taking the oil off of people's plates. Uh, <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> are you going to eat that oil? I thought we should ask. <laughs> Megan just said, don't ask. Just, just, just grab the oil. I think if, if anyone wants to give up eating fried foods, they should get a vegetable oil vehicle and just start um, going around to these dumpsters and true. looking at them. It's pretty disgusting. Yes. Yeah, you know, it actually was amazing how the smell was different than <laughs> yeah no i mean you know when it was like oh that's good oil right yeah. oil. i'll, I'll yeah. tell you what's yeah. disgusting well. i think the most <laughs> the most disgusting part is that the reason why the people would not give us the oil when we asked for it is because they were actually selling it to cosmetic companies and now that the the quality of that and oil and to and to use for feed for and to use for feed. livestock yeah. yeah so that that would be going into cosmetic um, yeah, cosmetics after and then gets, also for after food. After it gets tested on bunnies and kittens and is, stuff, that's the, that was the most disgusting part to me because that oh you wouldn't want to get anywhere near that oil. Yeah, not for not for not for eating or wearing. No. Uh, some of the other cool highlights were in Salt Lake City. We met up with uh, some really cool people with their own collective, and they showed us their their converted van and their sock, oh, yeah. their sock filter system. The they were really great. We stopped at Sage's Cafe there in in Salt Lake, and they were awesome with their. All you can eat pizza. 
Um, oh, yeah. We met some. Oh, in fact, I think Salt Lake was the friendliest city we, we encountered the whole yeah. the whole time. It was just amazing there, and the the sudden storm was really hilarious too. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wish I could like catalog every single cool highlight that, that we found. It was just breaking down at two or three in the morning. Totally amazing. Going uphill in uh, South Bend was pretty exciting. Yes. Yep. The vegan bus finally died and on the way back in South Bend, Indiana. Right, the perfect place to break down because there's actually an international bus repair shop there in yep. South Bend. Like we were astounded, and an airport, which both Derek and <laughs> and Claire ended up needing, uh, all within all within a few miles of each other. It was wow. just uh, crazy. Uh, we ran into the the Viking Youth Power Hour folks in their vegetable powered bus on this same hill where we were both having trouble. Yeah, that was in Nevada. Yeah, they, that was a really on great the way back. Viking Power Viking, Viking Youth. Youth Power Hour. Yeah, it was like a well, oil bus. We'll show you the pictures. That's right. After you listen to this podcast, you should turn tune into the Viking Youth because they're hilarious and amazing. They're the more uh, outrageous version of us. No, uh, more outrageous than us? I don't know. No. They're, they're more outrageous. Well, they, I mean, they can swear and stuff and smoke weed and drink while they're making their <laughs> podcast. That's true. That's oh, that's exactly what I'd want to be doing when we're doing our podcast. <laughs> well, we'll do that on our alternate weekly podcast. And they're probably eating meat while they're doing it, too. <coughs> quite, quite. Probably eating sauerkraut dogs or something. Who knows? Not all of them. Those I'm sure at least Viking one of them is, you know. One of them is on the uh, way. <laughs> <laughs> one of them doesn't eat red meat or something. One After of, contacting us. One of the women was a gardener. I know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Derek right. got a cool t shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Megan Labonte ended up. That was a woman's t shirt. Oh. It wouldn't fit me. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they had the, the red. They had the <laughs> <laughs> so they had the black, red, and white bus to our green and white bus, and uh, yeah. So, um, so we should mention that this uh, trip has cost us our all lives. of our money. Most of us are bankrupt now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, a lot of money we didn't have. In the we're first having place. a fundraiser on Halloween night this Wednesday, the thirty-first, and you can meet Kevin there, right, Kevin? Mm-hmm. All Are you right. Be there hula hooping. I'll be there hula hooping and teaching hula hooping. I'll be there with my uh, my wig on. Your wig. <laughs> a wig oh, on, yeah. And your oh. five-inch heels. Don't you said those. you were going to uh, shave your whole body for the. Um, what we're going to have a drag queen Kid dance Monica. contest or something? <laughs> yes, yes, a drag queen dance contest. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about where. I will be judging that. Let's talk about where the event is and what the highlights are. The event is at Cafe Evolution. The main highlight is that you can ride the haunted vegan bus. Kevin will be in there shaved. Kevin is going to be the main. <laughs> or shaving. <laughs> Ooh, scary. Yeah, I'll be shaving during that. That's scary enough. Maybe we could. Maybe we could have one of the events be that we could. Wa- we could wax Kevin while, you know, people could pay to like pull wax off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the screams will be terrifying. Screams, yeah. say, other people can pay to hear the screaming in the background. Exactly. This is actually a really I great like idea. I kind of like this. There's going to be a haunted urine bucket. No. <laughs> That's too scary. And this will be on Halloween. Halloween night, 7 o'clock at Cafe Evolution. And it will be... We're going to have um, a suggested donation of 5 to $10. There's going to be vegan pizza. And Sweet Mama's Baked Goods, and um, there's going to be fire dancing, hula hooping with Hoopmaster Sass, Megan Labonte here, Yes, the newest vegetarian in town. <laughs> and I found, a, I found a vegan candy corn recipe. You did not. Did you? <gasps> oh. 
Yes, candy corn is one of my favorites. Hand it over. Well, if you we haven't tried get, this candy corn. We got to get vegan peeps too. That's it. Oh. And uh, what else are we gonna have? Um, how do you eat candy corn? Do you like bite the little, bite the bite little, little piece? <laughs> <laughs> I think Each we're gonna we're gonna have live it. music. We're gonna Stick have DJs, and right on. We're gonna be announcing who those are soon, and we're gonna have um, belly dancing with. Uh, I was thinking of like these sexy belly dancers with scary masks on their head. I thought that would be pretty cool. Oh yeah. And we're having. Did you mention contest for best costume? Yeah. And oh the yeah, best costume. Drag queen, drag king contest. Is there gonna be that? Oh, there should be. There should be. Everything you can imagine is gonna be. It's gonna benefit. be at this party. <laughs> so if you miss it, at this benefit for the vegan bus. If you and miss it, you know you're just gonna regret costume. it for the rest of your life. So. <laughs> I know so I um, our goal is to raise seven thousand dollars. Yeah, we definitely want right. to encourage you know people who can give more than five to ten dollars, or uh, invite seven hundred of your closest uh, there's, friends. Exactly. There's going to be lots of ways to donate your money while you're there, so it's just not just the door. So if all you have is ten dollars, you might want to save five till you get in to spend on something else. And how late is this party going? Um, it's seven p.m. till midnight. And until it's we reach our... And then if and we might have a little after party on the vegan bus driving around town. Nice. Bar hopping or something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> fun. Fun. More fun than you can imagine. We could drive oh, yeah. around and convert people. I wanted to also uh, mention that um, several of the people involved in the vegan bus have recently been in a video, hmm. including Kevin, and it's called uh, Get Your Hoop On. Especially Kevin. Right, Kevin? Kevin wrote the song. Kevin, did we yeah. lose? Wrote, performed. Yes, we did the video. It's up on the website now, right? The No yeah. Hoops yeah. website. It's on yeah. org. Or you can also on YouTube. See through veganradio.com or the veganbus.com or Hoopers against the Hilton. Hoopers against the Hilton dot com. Or is it that door, dot com? Dot, dot com. Okay, also, good. the Kennedys were in this video. And the Kennedys. Yeah. Now the Kennedys are are. Uh, when, when did they arrive here in Northampton? Like I a don't year know. ago. A year ago, well, they're they're the new stars because they they're are. they rock. And Mora plays ukulele and hula hoops at the same time, and it's <laughs> awesome. Well, we're gonna try to get them to come to our party, but we'll see. Are they vegans? Please, I'm not sure. They will so, be. <laughs> <laughs> they will be when we're done with them. That's right. They want to keep their energy up. They're gonna have to be. The Kennedys are next, <laughs> right, Megan Labonte? Right. They don't know it yet, <laughs> but they are vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a vegan inside. They're just waiting to be freed from the mm. illusion. Hey, well, you know, Adam and Eve were vegans. It's true. The Garden of Eden was all vegan. That's true. Until they ate meat, and until then they got kicked out. The fall. No, no it, was, it was actually after when Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark? Because they ran out of fruit and vegetables, they started eating the animals. I, I, I don't know. There would be a lot less extinct animals if it weren't for Noah's Ark. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> wow. two of each kind on a raft and rack them. Uh, the end of vegan radio. After Noah's That's Ark, what happens. I wouldn't eat the animals, but I, maybe being with a lot of animals for yeah. What about many days. what about honey and locusts? Does that count? I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get all biblical on y'all. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by that. Scott, your philosophy. Testify, it's overwhelming. Brother, testify. <laughs> Well, we'd right. like to remind everyone that you're listening to WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM. And you can get the podcast. Valley Free Radio, if you're listening to the, us on the radio, if you're listening to our podcast, and you would check us out at www.veganradio.com. 
Right, Megan Shackelford? That's what I was going to say, kid. You wanted to say something else, didn't you? No, that was it. That's it? Are you sure? <laughs> that was it. www.veganradio.com. What about the, the, the vegan bus? What about the vegan bus if they want to, like, find out about oh, it? Oh, theveganbus.com. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're always looking for volunteers and uh, people that want to get involved. We're still um, evolving as a project. And I think, oh, some other things that we're going to do is... Um, on the 21st, we're going to have a trip to Maple Farm Sanctuary. That's a Sunday. And uh, this, we have a couple of repairs to do on the bus, so it's kind of dependent on that happening. But <laughs> We also have some other projects that we're going to start doing involving um, education outreach um, with schools, young kids. So if anybody has any schools in mind that they know would be um, into having us show up with the bus and, and talk to Or if to you're an activist and you want to... Go to a school and do a lecture or some kind of performance art or something like that. Then get in touch with us. And um, also, what else? Oh, yeah, the um, Woodstock Farm Animal Sanctuary has a uh, has a Thanksgiving um, event. Which they coin the Thanksgiving. Yeah, and that's event. when they give, they give Thanksgiving dinner to the turkeys. And... Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. There is also... That's um, November 18th, and we're going to be taking the vegan bus to that. So if anyone wants to go to that, um, Ah. we're going to work out a price where you can just pay us one price and get your ticket to that and a ride. And did you want to announce... From Northampton, Massachusetts. The wine and chocolate tasting in Connecticut? Um, There's a wine and chocolate tasting in Connecticut to... Sorry, you can't be there, Claire. I know you love it. (laughs) To benefit the um, Compassionate Living Project. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And uh, that's November 18th. And there's also a vegan potluck this Sunday at Cafe Evolution at 530. It's a $2 donation at the door. And we will probably be watching some kind of environmental, vegan-oriented film this time. Oh, yes. Yeah, so there's a new um, Did give a, an There's a new big screen TV at Evolution now. It's true. You walk in and it's just an enormous screen. It's huge. <laughs> I've never seen a screen so big. You have to walk around it actually to get it's, to the counter. It's like one of those sports bars, you know. Everywhere you look, you know. Yeah, but we're gonna have lovely things on it. Yeah, at, well, on, for Halloween, I think we're gonna have scary things. Yeah, and while we're talking about benefits, hey, Valley Free Radio needs your help. So, yeah. uh, oh my goodness. do what you can, people. I know a lot of lot of fundraisers here. Yep. A lot or of places you can donate your money. Remember, the vegan time. bus is the most important one. Exactly. If you have anything left over, then. That's right. If you all haven't recently gone on a big trip and spent all your money, please help us. Yeah. Well, a lot of the money is going just to the, the bus maintenance, not to like our personal trip expenses. So. No, that's for sure. We've, we've definitely eaten that. <laughs> so. We've eaten all of that. Yes. <laughs> and we were glad to. It was, it was an hey, amazing trip. Scott, are you playing with cards <laughs> over there? Yeah. No. No, I wouldn't do that. I was <laughs> looking for the bell. I wanted to ring it. So once again, the vegan potluck is this Sunday at Cafe Evolution, and that is at 22 Chestnut Street in Florence behind the Texaco station. Okay. All right. It's All right. Sitco station. Sitco station. Sitco. It wow. used to be It was a Texaco. All right. These multinationals. Cafe Evolution has a website, too. It's cafe-evolution.com. Wow. Really? You didn't <laughs> even know. <laughs> All these will be posted on our show notes. Um, <laughs> Holy moly. So i got to say, right. guys, Kevin, it's so great to be back. Great to have you, Kevin. Kevin. Good to be in. Thanks, man. Our first show ever since coming back from Burning Man. It was great. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, Kevin. Sounds good, man. Bye, Kevin. Thanks Hi, for Kevin. calling. Good to y'all. Kid H. Hey, oh, I was going to ask him. Who are you, Kevin? Vegan. <laughs> Is Kevin vegan? 
vegetarian? He's, he's, he, he's well on his way. He's well on his way. Do you think he'll get there before Megan Labonte or after? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, what's holding you back, yeah, Megan? You're, you're vegan. It's the cheese, isn't it? It is the cheese. Uh, cheese. I know. I've been really good about everything else. Like it's the cheese. You know what cheese is? I love the We got to get her some one, cheese. One chunk of cheese uh-huh. is like seven glasses of milk. Ooh, it's true, really? but I mean, the thing is, is that you're, you're, tell me it does. Oh, yeah. it's it's it does, it does. No, it does have pus. It's highly it concentrated does. milk, essentially. Well, they don't, they don't extract the pus just to make cheese. Yeah. No, of course not. They, they extract the curds, which anything that wasn't, goes, doesn't go through the cheesecloth. I think yeah. we should focus on I the positive like, and the, the positive the, steps yes, that Megan has taken and I that she'll, she'll get, she's on her path and she'll get to where she needs to go. The pus and the fecal matter always floats to the bottom and... Derek, right. that's what it. that's what makes the cheese cheesy, you know. Like she's kept me from being a vegan. You know how for boogers are like dribbly mm. like cheese. It's kind of it's the casein, man. Yeah. It's addictive. But you've got a glow. Look at you. We have we my have God. And I quit smoking cigarettes. All oh, right. Yeah. It's been a month and a half now. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah Megan Labonte's on, going on the path to good health. I am. The road to recovery. It's been a long time coming. That's right. All right. Well, thank you everyone for coming in. This has been the. Best show all month, and um, do we have to be? Best show all month, the <laughs> only show here? all month. <clears throat> yes, I'm not yes, getting absolutely. back on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, come you on, are, <laughs> the haunted oh, bus. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's right. Don't be frightened. <laughs> I think I think we should wax you too. So. <laughs> 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 that would be, ouch, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe right. we should have some outro music so we can. Sign off here. Yeah. Let's do it. It's the murders oh, of the Cook kids. Farm. Uh, it's our outro song, don't you know that? Dennis Cromit. Yeah. I, don't, I like it as an outro if we've had a really dour, kind of like sad <laughs> show. <laughs> and so, on that note, <laughs> folks, we'd like to say goodbye. <laughs> All right. How about this one? <laughs> what is it? Oh. Uh, mucho better. Maccabee, Mad Cow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Check we'll our show notes at veganradio.com. Find out more about the madness. Mm. Go vegan. Go vegan. Right, right. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>